now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shilton. I'm Steph Barnett. Uh, coming up on today's show, uh, it's coming up for panto season. <laughs> it certainly is. Will Tokyo running a bit slow for you? I speak to Luna Cortez about their upcoming adult pants. <laughs> uh, and Queer Street is back. Yes, this time covering Black History Month. Uh, as always, all that and more coming today right here on Shout Out. Hello. Good evening. How are we all? Yeah, fine, thank you. Yeah. Topo. Topo. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay, just because it says pants on the script doesn't mean you have to say pants. And to be fair, it was your typo on the show notes, not No, not mine. I blame the auto spell check. <laughs> it crept up on me. So that, 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 that intro that you just read there, it just genuinely say on our script, so I speak to Lola Cortez about the upcoming adult pants. It does. But you wrote the script and I well, did I copied, the show copied notes. it from the show notes. So that's <laughs> totally and utterly your fault, but we won't go there. Whoa. That's harsh. That's very harsh. Uh, anyway, it's nice, nice to be back. Nice to have yeah. you back. You yeah. feeling better now because you've been poorly. Yeah, I know. It was really, really sad. I was supposed to go on a, a lovely two two week holiday, and I ended up um, get, getting COVID like really bad as well. Oh, no. For so how many times have you had COVID? That's now, now my fourth. You're collecting, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, my, my my boss at work has really taken the Mickey out of me. So you just got no resistance to it, have you? And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, well, I said, I said the next time I got a holiday coming up, I'm, I'm working from home for two weeks so that I don't get COVID. <laughs> how can so. anyone get COVID, especially? when they're jabbed four times well it goes well show, it mutates doesn't it yeah is the answer mutates um, like flu and I've only, only had it bad twice the first time I had it was before the first ever lockdown so there were no injections or anything we were really ill then yeah and I had yeah. it later that year but it was a couple of days and I was kind of fine and I had it February this year it was a couple of days and I was fine but, but this time this, we got you for six one, it, yeah. yeah but then I mean I haven't had an injection in a year I haven't had a um, vaccine in a year so um, from what they say it's probably worn off which is probably why we were so ill yeah. but it was just a shame the, the timing was rubbish because we were supposed to go on holiday there's nothing worse than when you're looking forward to a holiday and where were uh, you going to go on holiday tell us about it uh, we, we had a cruise booked with the whole family so yeah. it was a big family thing so like my, my parents were going on it my sister and her boyfriend and, um, um, and, and me and my husband and we, we were going down to Spain and around the oh. Canary Islands then to Portugal like, oh it's a shame, isn't yeah. it? But you didn't, you know, there's no fun being ill on a cruise, I shouldn't worry. Well, they wouldn't have let us on anyway. No, 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 I no, could, could have even have driven there. I was too ill. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. A bit a of a shame. So. That's a shame. Did you get your money back? Yeah. Yeah, luckily it was all guaranteed. Good. So. That's good. So we're, we're booking with so the drinks are on you yeah. then this week. Because so, it's, you know, it's, like, it's really starting to feel like it's becoming autumnal now, isn't it? It's very autumnal. Not, not yes. far off the Halloween show. 
I knew a few more weeks. Absolutely. You know, those, the old I, spooky I, jingles. I, I, I love these autumn evenings and walking, you know, home and it's getting dark and it's spooky and, you know, pumpkiny. And I go to my big mansion house and go down to my dungeon <laughs> where my studio okay. is. Well, we go to the dungeons with Deborah O'Karma, don't we? Those who, uh, those stations who take Saturday afternoon live will know that Deborah makes an appearance she's, from the dungeons. She's in another dungeon, yes. And for those of you that don't know, that is another show that Steph does because Steph's on air a lot <laughs> lots of stations like a lot it's what happens when you retire apparently it's, yeah. <laughs> you it's, radio it's, shows you just yeah. do lots and lots of radio shows if you name Steph that's because I use poppy here yeah. <laughs> oh, you should hear her in the shower she presents to herself <laughs> oh when have you heard me in the shower that's a bit worrying you should take my, check my flat now in the future everything's on YouTube <laughs> anyway uh, the new track this one uh, coming up yeah, um, from uh, Theo, boy. who's them boy, um, British Cip- Cypriot non-binary pop artist. Oh, great. Um, and their debut release, Take Me Home, speaks openly about very real issues surrounding gender fluidity and dating as a gender non-conforming individual. Mm. Message is clear. I want to normalise the free expression of one's full gender identity without the need for labels or categories. I want everyone to be able to be 100% themselves without having to explain or justify their inner truth to others. Yeah, so... And this is pre-release. It hasn't come out yet, has it? Um, I think it has just. Oh, OK. Yeah, so just it's... dropped. It's brand new. Brand new. Yeah, so it's sparkling and shiny, so mind the fingerprints. Cool. Well, it's coming up after Jingle. <laughs> Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. There you go, that's a them boy. Take me home. It's pronounced them boy, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Just 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 checking. Yes. Um, nice track, I quite like that. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time to put your false lashes on though, Mr. Shilton. <gasps> is it panto time? Uh, it certainly it's is. It's not, not pants time. <laughs> Well, they are wearing pants, I guess. Some of them are, at least. Others are wearing flancy frocks. Cool, have a listen to this. Now, the season of pantomime is fast approaching, and it'll be on us before we know it. I have Luna Cortez with me right now. And Luna, Cinderfella, tell me more. Hello, hello. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for Cinderfella as well. It's going to be the first pantomime I've ever been involved in. And I'm very excited because it's like an old school panto with a modern twist and it's not for the faint hearted. Oh, really? Uh, Can you tell us more on that? I don't elaborate too much, but we do take, you know, um, an old school for uh, pantomime and we make it completely modern. We give it a good sense of comedy, a good sense of fun. And you have to be over 18 to come and watch it. So that is um, a bit into the panto. Okay. Well, pantomimes are not just for children. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, it's got some amazing party anthems that you're not going to forget. It's Raining Men, Dancing Queen, I Will Survive. You know, it's all the hits that we've um, listened to. It's all the LGBTQ plus anthems that we enjoy. So, yeah, so great way to kickstart the Christmas. Sounds really, really good. Now, you've um, actually done other things. You were at London Palladium um, playing with Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, that's correct. So I um, performed um, on the London Palladium with Ruby Goldberg a few years back. 
she was hosting a, an event, an evening with herself, and I was invited on stage by her to sing um, as she heard me in the dressing rooms backstage. So um, she brought me on stage, we sang, and it was uh, incredible, actually. I bet it was, Luna. What, what an experience. Yeah, it was that. It was definitely that, you know, Whoopi Goldberg is like major and, you know, I grew up watching Sister Act and, mm. you know, watching all her movies. So it was a real pleasure to be a part of something, you know, bigger than me. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're just becoming bigger and bigger, Luna. So don't do yourself down. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm steady. That's the plan. That's the plan to keep growing and to, you know, keep learning and mould myself into, you know, something special. So. Well, you wouldn't have been chosen, Luna, if you haven't got innate talent. Now, talking about that talent, let's take you back to your childhood. What was growing up like? Did you have um, did you have a sense of dressing up when you were younger? Yeah, I mean, growing up in my family it was like growing up with the Von Trapp family singers. It was like <laughs> constant. Yeah, it really was. It was like constant music, constant theatre, constant fun. I was always putting on a show for the family. Um, always singing with the family. Like I grew up with music. I grew up with, you know, that entertainment side in my blood. So yeah, it's always been around. Now, as you grew into your teens and you started school, was there any effect from yeah. your being or did you get through that okay? No, I mean, I think school's hard for anybody, like no matter who you are. But for me, yeah, I did struggle with school. It wasn't the best experience for me, um, especially the earlier years in my school career, my school life. But I think as I became more confident in myself towards the end of my school journey, I found that I didn't really get bullied as much anymore because I was just being me and I was unapologetically myself. So that just, I think it really, um, it helped me to just feel feel good about myself. And in turn, people just enjoyed my company as well. Mm. I think I think you're right there, Luna, is that confidence does help people, doesn't it? And the more confident you are, the more you seem to be accepted and fit in. Yeah, a thousand percent. I think I think a lot of it's got to do with confidence and just being true to yourself. I think if you spend years, which I did, just pretending you're somebody else or, you know, not exactly being open about who you are or what you're into, what you like you know, people can see that and it's not, it's not um, a positive trait, but the moment you become into yourself and, you know, you're confident in yourself or you try to be confident in yourself is the moment that, you know, you're accepted for who you are because you're unapologetically yourself. Yes, indeed, Luna, indeed. Now let's move forward slightly. Drag, was that an accidental career? Or drag, yeah, drag was, sorry, drag was a complete accident. Um, I was working in a pub at uni in a bar and um, I was experimenting with makeup at the time and I've always been a singer since I was a child. So um, a bartender walked in from a, a local bar and he said he's looking for a drag queen and he couldn't find one and he needed some help. And I told him I'll do it. And he laughed at me and told me, you're not a drag queen. You don't know what you're doing. And I said, true, but I can try. I reckon I can, I can work this out. I mean, I've got the makeup skills down. I've got the singing ability down. It's just having that stage presence and basically putting a wig on my head. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I tried it. He gave me a 15 minute set. I did it and then it just stuck. Wow. It sounds like that confidence that you, you had when you were younger has just carried you through. Yeah, a thousand percent. I really think it has. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now, how did you get noticed? Was there a particular act you put on and you thought that's the one and you got picked up? 
I think uh, once I came back to London after being at university, I um, worked in the village in Soho, which is a, a bar in, um, on, on Wardour Street. And I started off as a bartender there and then they gave me the opportunity to host a drag show every Wednesday. So I've been hosting a drag karaoke show every Wednesday for the last five years, four years, four and a half years. So I think doing that um, gave myself a name, being in the Soho scene, being in the London drag scene, um, meeting loads of uh, LGBTQ plus people in London and working with them and for them. So I think that really allowed me to put my name out there. Hmm. Now, tell us more about Cinderfella. How did you uh, get land the part for that? Yeah, so I uh, met Simon online and um, he really enjoyed my singing. I went for a few auditions um, and he enjoyed my voice. He, he told me how amazing it was and that he, you know, he wanted me to be a part of the show. So I was automatically up for it. I mean, I love anything entertainment. Any, I think I like just the lighthearted fun. And I think that's what Panta is all about. It's just lighthearted fun and entertainment. So the moment I saw it and he saw my voice, I think it was just... A match made in heaven. Now, the Simon you mentioned is uh, Simon Gross, who was uh, actually uh, part of Big Brother, wasn't he, in 2015? He was indeed part of Big Brother, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did watch it. I think he goes down in history as the uh, first contestant um, to be eliminated as quickly as he did. <laughs> so I think that that is a history moment to remember. <laughs> indeed um you obviously get on really well together uh, are, are you in rehearsals yet we've started um like a few conversational rehearsals but no physical rehearsals as of yet um but they're coming up very soon and i'm very excited to start rehearsals um i haven't met the person who's playing mr prince charming yet however i've heard he's very attractive <laughs> and i can't wait for that I bet you can. That will be a surprise. Um, who would you like now? Let's just imagine you could have anybody um, performing opposite you, Luna. Who would you choose? Oh, gosh, that is a hard question. I mean, there's a lot of people I choose. There's a big list. I have a very long list of people. <laughs> so no favourite. That's very diplomatic um, of you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I am a diplomat. I am, you know, I invite me as the next prime minister. <laughs> well, I reckon you could do a lot better than the uh, current incumbents. Honestly, I agree. <laughs> right, let's go on to um, where Cinderella is being performed and uh, the, the dates and times. So Cinderella is being performed from the 9th to the 2nd of December at the Prince of Wales Theatre, um, which is on Dewey Lane. So um, I'm very excited for that. That's not too shabby a place to be, is it, Luna? No, it really isn't. And the size of the venue is perfect. It's perfect for what we want. Uh, the doors open at 7pm on most of the shows. So it's not too late. It's not too early. It's at a perfect time. Mm. Right. Uh, now, people are obviously going to want to start following you, um, not just your career, but uh, the, the performance that you're just about to go into. Um, so can you give us some social medias like websites, uh, Twitter? Yeah, for sure. So my Twitter is Luna Cortez. Um, I have an Instagram, which is Luna Cortez Official. And because there's only one of me, darling. Of course there is, Luna. <laughs> and um, same with Facebook, Luna Cortez. So you can find me on those platforms. 
okay is there a website that people can um get uh, tickets from yeah it's called ticket source so if you uh follow the link www.ticketsource.co.uk dash the entertainment providers you should be able to book your ticket for the panto i'm very excited um it's all the ingredients of all the pantomimes you've known and loved but just with a an extra twist mm. taking it to the next level so i'm very excited yeah i can't wait i really can't wait um i'm really excited about seeing that 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 twist <laughs> yeah Luna Cortez, yeah. thank you so much for your time thank and bringing you us here you. on Shout Out and break a leg, Luna. Thank you for having me at Shout Out. Nice to speak to you, Steffi. Shout Out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. That's Kim Petras. So that's not the original, that one. Uh, that's uh, Running Up That Hill, which, of course, um, made it back into the charts again, thanks to Stranger Things, uh, the original it one. It did, yeah. And then Kate Bush was, um, was is, well, still is very talented. And I do yeah. like the original, but that's quite good, that. Yeah. That's good. Do you know that Kate Bush has the long, is now the artist with the longest gap between number one singles? 1978 was Wuthering Heights. Yeah. And 2022. Wow. So <laughs> wow. she had to wait 44 years for another number one. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but I, I don't think she, she released that many in the charts in that. Well, she's never been a chart sort of uh, kind of right. artist, hasn't she? She's always been an album artist. Yeah, and very niche. And yeah. her, her videos were very off the wall sometimes. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah her yeah. dance moves were... were she's a dancer. She's she yeah. trained as a dancer, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. Mm. yeah, which comes across. Anyway, it changes the subject yes. completely. Would you mind if we get some news headlines, mate? Not a problem. This is Shout Out News on Thursday the 6th of October. The LGBT plus network within the Conservative Party has said that it stands firm against homophobia after a party they held to mark the end of the Conservative conference in Birmingham this week was marred by several instances of anti-gay bullying by heterosexual people who had gatecrashed the event. Hundreds of people attended, according to Pink News, but ITV News reported that two men, thought to be Conservative Party members, were booted out by security after making derogatory remarks against LGBT plus people at the event. Eleanor Bunbury is the chairperson of LGBT plus conservatives. She said, we've run a free event and it's been spoiled by the few that feel the need to be abusive, but not on at all. Thank you to those who are respectful of us. It means a lot. However, the LGBT plus conservatives have been slammed by some other parts of the wider community after they elected Penny Mordaunt as their ally of the year. Miss Mordaunt had attacked trans people on a number of occasions in her abortive bid for the Tory leadership. Twitter user Sandy Sullivan tweeted, Unfortunately, she's not an ally to the trans community. Even the transphobic gender-critical movement called her out on her U-turn during her bid for the leadership. A willingness to throw a minority group under the bus for personal gain? Well, that isn't allyship, she said. Ollie Alexander is amongst those LGBT plus celebrities who have called out the right-wing newspaper Daily Telegraph, which is often mocked as the Torygraph for its constant diet of reactionary news. <coughs> 
The gay singer said that it was no coincidence that the paper was targeting the trans youth charity Mermaids, just as it had previously gone after the wider LGBT plus advocacy group Stonewall. <coughs> Excuse me, LGBTQIA plus Newswire Pink News elaborates on the current attempt by British papers to create scandal where none exists, noting the attacks on mermaids come just weeks after a tribunal challenging the Charity Commission's decision to register the right-wing LGB alliance as a charity heard evidence. This legal challenge was spearheaded by mermaids and is supported by the LGBT plus consortium, gendered intelligence, LGBT plus foundation, transactional and the Good Law Project. Cleo Madeline for Gendered Intelligence warned that the right-wing newspapers were aiming to hurt LGBTQIA plus charities more generally. She said, It's a concerted attack that's intended to bring a lot of negative publicity to the organisation, but also to invite the harassment, particularly on social media, of the people who are working for it. It's an all-out attack. She went on, It's really reminiscent of the way that gay people, and specifically gay men, were talked about during a time of similar crisis in the 1980s when we had the introduction of section 28 the mismanagement of the AIDS crisis and some of the language that's being used around trans people now is very reminiscent of the Thatcherite language around gay people back then Stonewall, the UK's largest LGBTQIA plus lobby group, has launched a special portal on its website to mark Black History Month. Stonewall notes, Black History Month is an opportunity for us to highlight the work and contributions of black LGBTQ plus people who are too often forgotten and erased from history. Black people have always been at the centre of the LGBTQ plus liberation movement, from Marsha P. Johnson and Stormé de Lavare, who were major figures in the Stonewall uprisings of 1960 right through to modern-day leaders like Monroe Bergdorf and Lady Phil. To read blogs, view videos and order resources, visit their website at stonewall.org.uk. In sports news, the International Gay Rugby UK League saw action last Saturday. Spartans 3XV were beaten 50-0 by the Roundheads and Typhoons were triumphant 43-34 over the Newcastle Ravens. And finally, in entertainments, the autumn is pressing on, the weather is cooler and the evenings darker, and broadcasters are beginning to schedule their Saturday night entertainment for cosy autumn evenings. So that means that BBC One Strictly Come Dancing is back once again, a sure sign that we are in, we are in the last months of the year. Media website Digital Spy says that same-sex dancing couple Giovanni Panis and Richie Anderson have spoken about being a male pairing on the show, with Giovanni saying that it's a privilege. The pair of, are one of two same-sex partnerships on the show this year, alongside Jade Adams and Karen Heyer. Speaking pr previously about whether he would approach the dances differently as part of a same-sex couple, Giovanni said, the plans are the same. I have to teach Richie how to dance. That's the whole point of the show. For these news stories and more, we update our website every day. Check it out at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, I've been Terry Starr. Shout out news. National and international LGBT news for you. 
And uh, just to follow on there from Terry's story about um, mermaids, um, in pretty much very breaking news, because it literally was posted a few hours ago, mermaids have actually um, taken the decision to close uh, their helpline and web chat services for the rest of today and tomorrow, um, citing intolerable abuse. Um, which is a real sad, sad thing uh, yeah. to see. So they said next yes. week they're going to reopen it, um, but it'll be reduced hours at 9am to 6pm um, so they can take volunteers uh, off the rotor. They said it's a decision they don't take lightly, but our duty Indeed. of care towards staff and volunteers necessitates uh, a harm reduction approach to protect our dedicated staff and volunteer team and that they hope they'll be able to resume normal working hours as soon as possible. So uh, always sad to see stories yeah. like that. So. <laughs> Shout out LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Podcast. The lovely Sam Ryder and Set You Free. Hello and welcome to Queer Story, where today I will be talking to you about Black History Month. Since 1987, the UK has celebrated Black History Month, a time that is dedicated to remembering the contributions to our country's history by people from African and Caribbean heritage. October 1st, 2022 marks the beginning of Black History Month, one of the most prominent cultural celebrations of the year. It is a time to educate and enrich the world with the importance of black history. People from African and Caribbean backgrounds have been fundamental parts of British history for centuries. However, campaigners believe that their value and contribution to society is often overlooked, ignored and distorted. History books have often purposely chosen to not share the very important stories of those from the black and Asian communities, which acts as a constant reminder that our country has a rich and diverse cultural heritage. Most schools still teach a history curriculum which focuses on the traditional events and the achievements of white figures. Black History Month gives everyone the opportunity to share, celebrate and understand the impact of black heritage and culture. More recently, greater attention has been paid to the importance of the Windrush generation and the Black Lives Matter movement, especially since the death of George Floyd in May 2020. Black History Month originated in the USA more than 90 years ago and was first brought to the UK in the 1980s. It was initially introduced to the country by a member of the Greater London Council, Akiaba Adai Sebo. Since 1987, Black History Month has been celebrated annually in the UK to help eradicate discrimination and encourage racial equality. So why is Black History Month so important? Well, studies reveal that 60% of black professionals still experience racism in the workplace. So a key motivator behind Black History Month is to highlight how people from such communities have made pivotal contributions to society. It's also been reported that 25% of people find that assumptions are made about their abilities, character and or behaviour due to their race. And recent statistics showed that the majority of hate crimes within the UK were race hate crimes, accounting for around three quarters of offences. That's 72%. These numbers continue to increase annually and so again emphasise the importance of Black History Month, as the event brings to light how black people are both uncredited in our history books and undervalued in the workplace. So let's go back to where it all began and discover the story of Black History Month. 
In 1915, a 39-year-old American historian with a PhD from Harvard University, only the second African-American to earn a Harvard doctorate degree, establishes the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History. The mission of the organisation was to promote, research, preserve, interpret and disseminate information about black life, history and culture to the global community. His name was Dr Carter G. Woodson, a son of a former slave, who is now often referred to as the father of black history. In 1916, he founded the Journal of Negro History to help promote black history, which he felt was all often too overlooked, ignored and even suppressed by the writers of history textbooks and the teachers who used them. Woodson, above most, knew the importance of education and believed it was key to reducing racial prejudices in his country. In 1926, Woodson and the ASNLH sponsored National Negro History Week, the precursor to Black History Month, with the main purpose of encouraging this history to be taught in the country's public schools. It took time for the week to gain people's attention. Woodson created pamphlets and educational materials to help promote the event, and by the 40s, the week-long celebrations had begun to attract larger audiences. The civil rights movement of the 60s helped grow Negro History Week into Black History Month, which reportedly started to take place on college campuses, with the first month taking place in 1970. And six years later, with schools and community centres across the country honouring the month, it was officially recognised by President Gerald Ford. It would take a further 11 years before it came to the UK and was stirred up by the identity crisis that many black British children faced. Akiaba Adai Sebo, a Ghanaian activist and coordinator for special projects for the Greater London Council, along with Ken Livingston, the then leader of the GLC, brought the American annual celebration to the London area. The month chosen was October to coincide with the start of the new academic year, a deliberate decision to help maximise engagement in the minds of black British children and also instil in them a sense of identity and pride. When Black History Month first started in the UK, there was a big focus on black American history and over time there has been more attention on black British history and key black figures from the UK, such as Walter Toll, the first black officer to command white troops in the British Army and one of English football's first black players. Mallory Blackman, a best-selling author and the first black children's laureate. Olive Morris, a social activist who co-founded groups such as the Organisation of Women of African and Asian Descent and the Brixton Black Women's Group. Dr Shirley Thompson, the first woman in Europe to conduct and compose a symphony within the last 40 years. And Lewis Hamilton, one of the most high-profile competitors in Formula One and the only black driver. Black History Month is also celebrated in the community in places such as museums, care homes and workplaces. A broad range of topics are covered, from Britain's colonial past to migration and music. In 2022, the UK will see thousands of events across the country, from exhibitions to workshops, seminars and theatre productions. Although the event originated from the States and came with a heavy focus on American black history, it has gradually become more British-centric, with many events this year focusing on the theme of Windrush, the story of hundreds of Caribbean settlers who came to the UK 70 years ago. The man who started it all, Carter G. Woodson, passed away in 1950, before Negro History Week became Black History Month. Although he would have been glad to see the event grow to what it is today, celebrated across multiple countries, his original goal of incorporating black history into mainstream education remains the driving force behind the month's continued existence. 
Perhaps one day the need for an annual celebration will no longer be required when black history is universally accepted as British history and is studied and celebrated year-long around the country. I'd like to bring this history to a close by sharing these quotes. Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. Langston Hughes Somebody once said, we never know what is enough until we know what's more than enough. Billy Holiday There are two ways of exerting one's strength. One is pushing down, the other is pulling up. Brooker T. Washington Each person must live their life as a model for others. Rosa Parks And lastly, never underestimate the power of dreams and the influence of the human spirit. We are all the same in this notion. The potential for greatness lives within each of us. Wilma Rudolph, the first American woman to win three gold medals at a single Olympic Games. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Oh, that's a nice remix of that one. Yeah. That's a. Uh, it's Raining Men. You <laughs> wish. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that's by West End, in case you were one. That, that, that's the longer get, one. That's called the Motivate Storming Vocal Mix. So we so. get quite a few. Uh, releases don't we from LGBT plus artists we get a lot so if you are an LGBT plus artist or indeed an ally a heterosexual cisgender ally send us your music yeah, they do Terry yeah. they do, well <laughs> I'm just making an extra lots. appeal yeah <laughs> because we can we can do that and you never know we might in the future be able to sort of like get you more publicity you mm-hmm. never know with our many fingers in radio pies all over indeed <laughs> yes we might have more airtime in the future you who knows know. yes. you never know so that would be you know so send us your music because mm. we love to hear it as well mm. I mean I like listening to new music yeah music that's going to get into the hit parade yeah <laughs> I don't want to discourage anyone. Some of them are a little bit on the tire side. Some of them we listen to like, oh my god, and then we oh. get amazing ones like we had today with them boy. That was yeah. lovely. We choose one. the creme yes. de la creme, do we? Yes. yes. Well, the music yes. on the show has always been the kind of in between. Uh, if you if you recall back before we were in this BCFM studio, the first one was tiny. Um, it was. And, and it was so small, you it had was. to go to a song in order to get people out of one side of the yeah. desk and the next team in in order to did, move yes. the show. That's where the music originally came from. And of course... I know, so the listeners don't have to listen to Steph waffle on for any longer because they've already heard it for 20 hours this week on every other station in the world. If you remember, when we we started Shout Out, when we were planning Shout Out, the the management of BCFM, which the the first station that we were on, not the current management, Mm -hmm. but they they did challenge us to say, are you you going to play all gay records? Yeah, and if you recall, James... James said, what's gay records? Well, I said, what's gay music? Tchaikovsky? Michael Nyman? Benjamin Britton, they're all... Well, if you think it's YMCA, artists. more straight people dance to that at weddings than gay people. So. They do. <laughs> they do. Yes. I mean, gay yeah. music is just music, music. isn't it? It's, yeah. it's like, I did like that know, Sam Ryder one, Set You Free. 
That was very good, yeah. wasn't it? He's That's a nice voice, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. There was a lot of echo on it, though, I thought. A little Did bit you? too much. Oh, well. Yeah. Can have fun with an echo chamber? Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's his latest one. I think it's quite yes, it new, is, that yeah. one. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, it's a remake of one from the 90s. 33 was um, originally performed by Entrance, of course. It was, was a real yes. dance, it was dance hit. It was a dance, yeah. dance number, wasn't it? Sorry, but, yeah. Sorry, was it not Sam, your but thing? I prefer, you prefer the your original. original oh, well, they're very yeah. different. I mean, that's a slow version. You wouldn't go to a nightclub That was slow, was it? Yes, and of course, I know the Eurovision next year, because of course Sam Ryder represented us at Eurovision. Mm, there is, sure this there. is a logical segue. <laughs> is it now? Is it um, what two cities are being considered? Is it Glasgow and Liverpool? Manchester? I can't remember. Maybe it is. Yeah, I can Google remember. it quickly. I can Have a quick Google because <laughs> yes. I was reading about this the other day, and it's he down, said down Google to two Andy. Cities. <sighs> <laughs> Will you behave yourself? <laughs> <laughs> right, what's it say? Other search engines are available. Uh, and yeah. probably more ethical. It's too many adverts for me to read oh, it. Oh, well. If anyone knows, they can tweet us and tell us what two cities. But they have narrowed it down to two cities. Oh, uh, Glasgow and Liverpool. They're, uh, Right, yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool and uh, Glasgow. Oh, where Debro Karma comes Debra from? Debro Karma comes yeah. from Liverpool. So I wonder. I don't know when I we wonder. find out. So it's going to be that'll be major investment, won't it, for whichever city gets it? Oh yes. So I mean, that's yeah. a major thing. Hosting of Eurovision. Yeah. Should we? Should we see if we can go? Get a roving microphone in there. Get a presenting gig. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Lord. Well, I'm not sure. I would prefer to stay in a hotel, just in case. Stephation. Well, well, I don't want to be invited down to those dungeons. They sound a bit damp down there. And <laughs> <laughs> Only your listeners from SAL Saturday afternoon live, yeah. which goes out on Medway Pride Radio, Trans Radio UK, and the Wave Community Radio for Western. Yeah. Which all this also listen to this show. Yeah, indeed, they all take this show. And well done to the Wave, by the way, because they were they were off the air for a little while. They had some problems with their was it a hard drive broke down? Yeah, computer yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah and the, and they're back on the air now. And they're so. in a new studio. So congrats, yes. Wave Radio. Yeah. yeah. New studio, new life, new sound. New great, sound, yeah. great news. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Local to Western Supermare for those Beautiful of you. Beautiful town of Western. Listen, but it is yeah. online, so you can get it. Anyway. Yeah, you can get yeah. it. They've got the that oil rig, somewhere. haven't they, now set up with the waterfall. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Tropicana, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've seen lots of photos of friends on it and on on Facebook. Yeah. So it's really nice to go and visit, but they don't quite get the point. <laughs> no, it's it's odd, but especially given how much it costs. I think that was one yeah. of the things that um, a lot of the press picked up on, wasn't it's, it? So, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's still an oil rig <laughs> in the middle of Western Supermare. Yes. Well, on the beach. Well, on the beach. Yeah. 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 I thought it looked all right. I thought yeah. it was an interesting thing. It's I just, got a few uh, trailing plants on just, it. It looks okay. They've made it eco-friendly, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was just quite surprised when they said how much it cost. I was like, how much? <laughs> oh, I didn't know how much it cost. Oh, it was millions. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, it must have cost a lot to drag the thing to Western for a start. Yeah, I think it's been recycled or something, isn't it? Mm. So. Yeah. Yes. 
Anyway, that's it for another week. Uh, as we often say, podcasts of the show uh, are available along with uh, loads going back years and years and years. So uh, do yes. check it out. Years and years and years. years, and years Plus, years, if you want to catch up on the news or find out more about us, it's all on our website, shoutoutradio.lgbt. Uh, and if you want to follow Steph, she's on in an hour and then two hours and then tomorrow morning. We'll be back. own frequency. Ofcom are going to give our own station. We'll be back next week, though, when we're talking about Tales of Candor. And I think it's me and Steph. <laughs> so, I'll be around as well. From, from me, Terry, and Steph, and uh, Ez. Uh, say bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Shouts out. LGBT Radio for you.